Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th, three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent. One thousand percent. So have a lot of cap space and cash ready to burn some cash. Okay, we're starting free agency here on Jones and Mega with Arkan W.E.E.I. It's a big offseason for the Patriots. We all know it. We played that clip for you a bunch. Gerard Mayo burning some cash on the Greg Hill show a few weeks back. Actually, longer than that. It was about a month ago, January 22nd. Uh, What is the... The more telling path for the Patriots this offseason, is it free agency, which the deadline today to use the franchise tag, or the window, I should say, not the deadline, the window to use the franchise tag opens up at 4 o'clock today. We could get some news as early as 4.01. Patriots already carving out some cap space. We talked about it yesterday. Adrian Phillips out. Lawrence Guy out. Matthew Slater is retired. We have thoughts on that. Or is the more telling avenue for the Patriots going to be the draft, which we've also talked a ton about. You guys can jump in, 617-779-7937. We'll get to the Red Sox later on in the program. Rafael Devers, ripping ownership. We'll get to the Celtics and Bruins as well. A lot planned here on the show, but let's start with that, Mego. What's going to tell us more about the Patriots and their offseason? Is it free agency, which is basically here, or is it the draft? So both are going to tell a lot. I just don't buy that you can take away so much from this free agency because you have so many clear areas of need and you've got a boatload of cash to burn, as we heard. Like, maybe you can tell a little bit if you if we get the details of how these different contracts are structured. I don't know that we will because these will be free agent signings. They won't be trades. And sometimes you get a little bit more of that information when it's trades breaking. Um, like, if you see that these are, again, just so inflated with incentives, then that will tell me something about, okay, how much of the way that cash spending went about was about ownership and how much of it was about how Bill and whoever else structured contracts. All that to say, I really think it's got to be the draft because whatever you do with the number three pick just can have such a bigger impact than anything that you do in free agency, I think for the most part. And there are going to be some obvious things that you can tell right away. If they trade down out of that three spot and draft a tackle, then I'm looking at it and I'm like, Elliot Wolf, 
has all the power in Foxborough. Like, he is truly the new sheriff in town. That's how I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that as Gerard Mayo's not getting what he wants. Um, ownership is truly handing over the reins to Elliot. And so th- I, I just think that there's a lot that you can take at a surface level and a deeper level with that draft pick in particular. It's it's the highest that they have been drafting in decades. And so I don't see how you can't take more away from that when you look at what they're going to do this offseason. So I largely agree. And you're taking maybe a, a bigger picture look than even I am. But I agree it's a draft. It's about the quarterback. Get the quarterback. Everything changes. You can spend on whatever you want in free agency. And I would love them to get big ticket wide receivers. And I would love them to get weapons in the passing game. And if you want, get yourself a splashy offensive lineman after you get all that. That's fine. I would love for them to spend. I expect them to spend. What is a splashy offensive lineman? A big ticket offensive lineman. <laughs> and so I would love for them to do that. But that's not going to tell me anything about where they're going. You can, you can have a full roster. If your quarterback can't play, you're screwed. If your quarterback can't play, it won't matter, which is why I still go with the draft. So I'm with Mego, but Arkan, I know you feel differently. Yeah, I think that there's a chance here. And part of this may just be because of the order these things are in. Like, I think we'll see what they do in free agency is going to shape how they attack the draft. So, I mean, that may be part of it. But I do think that in terms of free agents, I was thinking about the guys they cut yesterday. You know, Lawrence Guy and Adrian Phillips were not big blockbuster free agent signings. They were guys who were kind of diamonds in the rough. They were Belichick specials. They brought them in here. They kind of, you know, shut their mouth and did their job and all that. And I'm just sort of thinking, like, you have a lot of money to spend right now, and you have a very, very big and I think good free agent class of uh, positions that you need help at. So it's not like in 2020 when the best wide receivers were Nelson Aguilar and Smith-Schuster and uh, Kendrick Bourne. You have real playmakers here. You know, you have real guys that you can go and get. And I just sort of wonder, are they going to do that? How far are they going to be willing to go in order to upgrade this offense and make this offense better? Or are they going to go after good deal guys, you know, wide receiver? Are they going to go after the Kendrick Bournes of the world who are out there? Or like, you know, DJ Chark is a is a free agent and Josh Reynolds and the Lions, who I kind of like, but that's not who I want them going after. That's not who I want them targeting. I want them going for the big fish and the big talent. And I think if you're drafting at three, you're going to be doing that anyway. So in some way, I think that there's more to be learned here from how they attack free agency than there is the draft. I also think, and this is why this is such a good conversation for today, like if you're a Patriots fan, you might be looking at the franchise tag window and going, okay, so they're going to franchise tag Duggar or Onwenu if they tag somebody, who cares? Well, when you're looking at what may happen in free agency, today you you may see T. Higgins get tagged or one of these other really big name potential wide receivers that will be out there in free agency. You, You might see three different guys at that position get franchise tagged. And then all of a sudden, your hopes for what you're doing in free agency might really get narrowed down to the point where you're like, uh, uh oh, are we looking at a Nelson Aguilar type? Like, I think that there'll still be other guys out there, but just something to keep your eye on once that four o'clock window opens. No, it's a good point because, you know, Schefter had a list and we, we talked about this briefly yesterday because we all worked yesterday. We as a show worked yesterday. Uh, pat on the back uh, for showing up. Even, our asses even, up. even Arcan showed up yeah. yesterday, which really was the upset. But, like, Schefter had this Screw list. You, Can I be honest? I didn't know if Arcan was working yesterday until, like, 8.30 a.m. when we all started well, communicating. it's a fair point. Yeah, I wasn't totally sold. He was actually going to uh, show up physically here. But, you know, Schefter had Kyle Duggar as the one the Patriots might have, which I would hate. I would be against. We discussed that yesterday. We can circle back to it if you want. He also has T. Higgins and Michael Pittman on that list. To your point, Mego, here's another one that could indirectly impact the Patriots. Antoine Winfield expected to get tagged in Tampa, which means Baker Mayfield may be a free agent. So 
there's a lot of stuff that can play out over the next couple of weeks. And we're already getting texts, 37937. Guys, couldn't it be a combination of the draft and free agents? No. <laughs> it could. But the question is, which one is going to tell you more? They will, both, they will both tell us a lot. They're both big things. We spent a lot of time talking about both. Which one's going to tell you more? You can vote at Jones and Mego. You can dial us yeah, up. Yeah, make a choice. 617-779-7937. Which will tell us more? Free Ugh, agency. Both things can be true. Let me get the question out. Free agency or the draft. It's pretty much 50-50. It's been very close all day long. Continue to vote there. Uh, I would say the draft. Mego says the draft. Arcan says free agency. What say you guys? Real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down on this. I was reading Matt Bowen at ESPN. He went through the top 50 free agents, best landing spot for all of them. And so it's just an exercise, a scenario. Would you be okay if the Patriots brought in two of the top 50 free agents and he had them signing Christian Wilkins, his number five free agent, a D tackle? The idea would be he combines with Christian Barmore on your line and Gerard Mayo can play the matchup game. The number 30 free agent, Jonah Williams, an offensive tackle, which you two love, Mm -hmm. bring him in. But you would lose Duggar, Unwenyu, Trent Brown, Josh Uche. Bring in an O-lineman. Bring in a big, fat defensive tackle in the top 50. Lose four guys in the top 50. Is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down for you, Mego? Is that all they're doing that's, in this uh, In the top 50, that's all they're doing, yes. No, that's a thumbs down. I need you to do more. You need to do more. You've got so much cash to burn. To me, that's not burning cash. I'm, I, I would be upset to see Unwenyu go. It's the, let's start there. I think that you should be able to make something work with Kyle Duggar. I don't know why Kyle Duggar is going to be... like Everybody in New England thinks Kyle Duggar is the best thing that's happened in New England in the last three years. And it might be possible, but a lot of bad things have happened yeah, here with your roster. Yeah, it just means they've drafted terrible. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and so I'm not sure that he's going to be like this big ticket item outside of New England. On top of that, yes, I'm happy that you would get a highly regarded tackle... But why do you have to let these other guys go? And why can't you add more? You can go, you can afford to go get a highly regarded tackle and go and get a good receiver. Yeah, here's my takeaway from it. I, it's the number five free agent. Great. That's probably a big ticket free agent and a big contract. And that is burning cash. That's not how I want to burn it. If you're putting in big time investments, I want a wide receiver. The other takeaway from this exercise, not a lot of receivers moved. Mike Evans, I think his fit was in Carolina. He'd follow Dave Canales. Like I know Mego would. He'd follow Dave Canales from Tampa Bay to Carolina. Mego uh, follows him on all fours. But I think Pittman and Ridley and uh, and T. Higgins, I think they all stayed in their locations. So it was not a great exercise Honestly, in my estimation. I don't, I don't really get that joke. Big time <laughs> thumbs down. Uh, what's He's more significant uh, for the Patriots, or what will tell you more? Let me rephrase. Free agency or the draft. You can vote 617-779-7937. You can weigh in on Twitter. At Jones and Mego, our big question of the day. Real quick, Matthew Slater out, retired from the Patriots. Your thoughts, Arkan? Um, the thought is that it's a not that we need more closure on this, but further uh, evidence that the air is over and the uh, tenure of the longest tenured Patriot is now. I don't even know who it is. Who's the longest tenured Patriot now? I can't even think of it. Andrews, maybe? Maybe David Andrews, who's maybe here another year or two. I mean, this is this is just further turnover. It's something we all knew, I think, was going to happen. And um, there's going to be a lot of the Hall of Fame talk, and he's going to get a lot of tributes, and it's going to be very different from Bill Belichick's exit, I'll say that. Okay. Mego, <laughs> your thoughts? Uh, expected. He basically told us this the first time that he sat down with us during football season. He hinted strongly at it. I would have been much, much more surprised if he came out and said, Guys, I'm suiting up for another year. I'd be like, whoa, he must really love Jerron Mayo. 
he's going to go out there and play for him. I was surprised it hadn't already happened. Like, I kind of forgot he hadn't already retired. Like, I was so, and Mego's right, the first time we sat down with him last year, and multiple times throughout the course of the year, we're like, hey, uh, Matthew, you're going to call it quits? Like, we would try to sneak in little questions like that. And it was always very clear he was done. He never answered it directly, but it was always very clear he was done. And I enjoyed our interviews with Matthew Slater, just so I'm being candid. Great in the community, great leader on this team. All those things. It's another veteran they're going to miss, to Arkan's point. The Bill guys are out. McCourty retired two years ago. Slater's out now. Maybe Lawrence Guy was one until the end. Adrian Phillips was definitely one. So who are your leaders? And is Mayo shoving out some of your leaders? We can get into that. But the Hall of Fame stuff to me is interesting. Because I don't want to dance on a guy's grave. Matthew Slater should not be a Hall of Famer. And... As great as he was as a special teamer, I don't think Steve Tasker should be a Hall of Famer. I am way, way, way more for putting in someone like Vinatieri, who actually had a tangible impact with special teams on your championships, over Slater, who I'm not I'm not really sure what the impact was. I mean, he was good in the locker room. He was a good leader. He could break it down. How much were the actual contributions, or would the contributions be missed if Matthew Slater wasn't there? In other words, do you not have six Super Bowls without Matthew Slater? So you can weigh in on that if you'd like. Should he be a Hall of Famer? 617-779-7937. How do you feel about Slater out the door? Some of these leaders and voices in the locker room out the door. Does it change your outlook whatsoever for this Patriots team? Along with our big question of the day, uh, what's going to tell us more? Free agency or the draft? Both are right around the corner. Uh, You can jump in on the phones. We have a lot to get to on the show today. That would include Rob Bradford making his weekly appearance at 430. We'll get to all the latest on the Red Sox, and there's a lot there. With Raphael Devers and some comments today. We have Triple Play 445. We have Meg Splaining 530. We have picks for tonight in Bet Roulette at 545. And we'll continue to react to the dynasty. More about Robert Kraft just stabbing Bill Belichick in the back. Why is he doing it? What's his angle? We'll get to that right after trending with Art. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Jones and Mego. You're Dr. Doom. I am. I'm also Dr. Don Overton. On WEEI. How do you think Bill felt about the project? Hated it. What's going to be really striking for people is watching the first two episodes and seeing just how different Bill is in 2000 and 2001 than he is in 2024. The 2000 Bill and the way he operated and the way he communicated and the way he went in depth and the way he explained things, that's something you're going to be nostalgic about. It's important to note that Belichick went in for those interviews in June or July. That was prior to the Patriots going 4-13. and 13. That was them at a time when they hoped that the season would work out and Bill would be here infinitely. And Bill was our already in a position where he just wasn't playing. 
in this, uh, and you'll see it at length in this documentary, the number of times he says, I'm not commenting on that, or I've already talked about that, or just gives a blank three-word answer, and then the camera doesn't blink and just sticks on him as he adjusts his jaw. I don't think Bill liked it. I don't think Bill's going to love it, but it is not slanted, because when you have Matthew Slater or Devin McCourty giving a very unvarnished opinion that is unflattering to Bill on the way he created an atmosphere in the latter portions of the, the dynasty, you can't really argue. This is not slanted. This is how they saw it, how they felt it. I'll tell you, Ben Volan is going to argue with it. And we'll get to his latest in the Boston Globe coming up. That was Tommy Curran. He joined us last week here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. He was a guest today with Gresham Fourier. If you miss any of Curran, check that out. Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. It's free. It's easy. Take it with you wherever you go. Use the rewind feature. You can listen live or tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 W-E-E-I. We'll get to the dynasty. Kraft just stabbing Bill in the back. And I've enjoyed the first two episodes, but it sounds like it's coming. Uh, Meanwhile, just a couple of items here. Uh, number one, we're already getting the uh, feedback on Matthew Slater and his Hall of Fame candidacy. For instance, 37937. I said Vinatieri should be in the Hall of Fame over Slater. I don't even feel like that's close to a hot take. I don't feel like that's approaching a hot take. Uh, Vinatieri, Hall of Famer. Slater, not in my Hall of Fame. Patriots, perfect Patriots Hall of Famer. Like, perfect for a team Hall of Fame. Not for Canton. Uh, but 37937, uh, Jones, Vinatieri missed two Super Bowl kicks in Super Bowl 38. And nearly blew the game, so he only gets in based on the snowball kick. He he did kick the game winner at the end of that Super Bowl, but it is forgotten he butchered some of those kicks in thirty eight. I mean, that is something that even I I I mean I I don't remember. Maybe I don't want to remember. Uh, it's repressed. Now he came through and made a big kick to uh, win his second Super Bowl. I feel like that's pretty relevant, but fine. Uh, Vinatieri, if you want to knock him down, text line, go ahead. I would say, why does the text line have to be so negative? Seriously, I mean, we're just here trying to talk about. Can Hall be, of Famers, can you be who should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, why do you have to hate on Vinatieri? Why do you have to bring that energy here when we're known as a positive space nothing to worse. talk about our sports fandom? Nothing worse than Just a hater. so rough. Just nothing nothing worse than somebody who doesn't like anything and shouts down everything and just is a hater. Like, okay. Goskowski, uh, Hall of Famer? No. Hall of Famer hottie. Three Super Bowls. Yeah, how many Super, like how many Super Bowl winners? Canales. Was he the kid? He has better numbers than Vinatieri. He's more accurate than Vinatieri. Okay, so what? How many Super Bowl? Is this a real take? Yes. Goskowski is a is a Hall of Famer. If Vinatieri is. Why isn't Goskowski? He's a kicker for three Super Bowls, just like Vinatieri. How many and he had better of the stats than Vinatieri? Because of the composition of the team. Arkin, what? how many how many game winning kicks did Goskowski make? Even including the regular, I remember one. I'm sure there were more than one, but I remember one. I remember them avoiding him in one Super Bowl. And I remember another one where he kicked a regular season kick against the Giants. That's the only game winner I even remember Goskowski Nick getting. Nick Folk might be better than Goskowski. I would No, he isn't. I might take Nick Folk over Goskowski. one of the most accurate kickers of all time. I He's the best he... Patriots kicker of all time. What did he, did he Statistically. Talk, what, did he talk to you at an event one time? Why are you no, he did Goskowski stand all of a sudden? Where did this come just from? Say, well, you're just coming out of nowhere with Vinatieri, I'm telling you. I'm not coming out of nowhere. But it's not just about the stats, Arkan. It's not just about the stats. It's about the makeups of the team. It's about the game-winning kicks? 
that's it. Being clutch. Yeah, being clutch. Yes, that's exactly. the only thing. For a kicker, yes. No, that's it's the, not only the only thing. thing but stats for are not kicker, the only thing either. Yes, for a kicker, it is the that is the only thing. Yes. What so, else do I care about other than clutch kicks? What he hit some field goals in the first quarter. I don't care about that. He was a Super Bowl kicker three years. I mean, come on. You yeah. can't if you're the kicker for three years and you win three Super Bowls, then I don't see what the problem is. Who was I don't the see kicker? Why that's such a who was the kicker take. for the 49ers dynasty? I don't know. Who was the Cowboys kicker I don't in know. the 90s? Okay, they don't matter. That's why. But I know who Gaskowski is. Arkan, last week you were saying (laughs) Vinatieri was the second most important Patriot. Yeah, he was. Okay, so you have Vinatieri over Gaskowski, right? Well, yeah, over Gaskowski in the sense that he had more kicks there. But if we're talking about Hall of Fame, Gaskowski does have the Super Bowl. And he has better numbers than Vinatieri. Talk about a straight take I was not expecting. Gaskowski, Hall of Famer, discuss 617. I mean, we need hotter music than that for this take. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Let me just read from Bill Belichick's statement real quick. In a statement sent to ESPN, Bill Belichick said Slater deserves, quote-unquote, every accolade someone could receive. He's a once-in-a-lifetime person and the best uh, core special teams player in NFL history. He's adjusted his phrasing on that because in the past he's called him the best special teamer ever. And I think he knows how dumb that sounds because Vinatieri is his best special teamer ever. His daily, weekly, and yearly work ethic paved the way for the <laughs> unsurpassed performance. Matthew is the finest example of what an intense competitor and human being should be. Matthew is exceedingly kind, supremely loved, and respected by all his peers. I am one of many who feel incredibly blessed to be his teammate, coach, and friend. <laughs> I just I have a hard time picturing that. That Slater on the boat or whatever, uh, hanging out in the Nantucket house. <laughs> Running around getting strange on ring cameras. No. Something tells me that's not uh, family. Man. That's not Stop what they're it. doing. <laughs> but okay. Uh, so there you go. We'll take your thoughts on Matthews later as well. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. So it, honestly, sometimes it's just I'm shocked at where these angry takes from Arcan come. Like, where did that even come from? I think it came from February twentieth. Like today is the day that we'll argue about kickers in Patriots history. No, no, no. We were think, talking about are you Hall mad? of Famers. That's are you all. mad you had to work yesterday? Is that what it was? Are you no. not getting a presence day off? No, no. Is at that all. where is that where all this? By the way, I'm from? working Friday and you guys aren't. So nope, that okay. is there you go. This but, is true. Who's working, taking a week yeah, off? Who's, who's working who's, next week? Who's working next week? Actual <laughs> all, next week? all of Combine Week. <laughs> out of next week. That's in the future. I don't know. No, I mean, who's to say what's happening next week? Look, I'm with Arkin. Talk about this week. Let's keep it to this week. I'm with Arkin on this. You want to get to Volan? Let's get to Volan. Uh, Volan in the Boston Globe today. And uh, did I see the he- What was the headline again? Was it something about... Uh... Kill Bill? Yes. That well, was his zinger that was in there. Okay, I'm sorry. They should have called this Kill Bill. They should have called it Kill Bill. Not the dyna- not the dynasty. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> not the dynasty. Kill Bill. <laughs> this is an old segment we used to do. Why is it so loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is the old Cowherd song. You know that? Cowherd used this of course uh, he did. on his ESPN radio program. Uh, the entire 10th episode, which debuts March 15th, is essentially dedicated to blaming Bill Belichick for driving Tom Brady out of Foxborough, writes Volan, leading the charge, Robert Kraft, who portrays himself as Brady's white knight. Tom and I had a number of discussions about how Bill treated him, said Kraft, who's shown to have a bust of Brady's head on his office desk. What? miss that i guess that's in episode 10 we get to see that he has like brady's hall of fame bust or something he has brady's face on his desk that's weird that is weird basically it was a silent relationship it was just totally dysfunctional says Kraft. the team owner portrays himself as an innocent bystander to the brady belichick feud 
When a producer asked Kraft if Brady would still be a Patriot if Belichick had left the team, Kraft replied, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about that. Interesting. Let's circle back to that in a minute. Think he ever gave that bus a little smooch? <laughs> Probably did, right? Team, probably. Yeah. Team President Jonathan Kraft adds that Brady going to the Buccaneers, quote, wasn't what I personally wanted. I know it wasn't what my dad wanted, but it really had run its course. So there's more in here, but give me your thoughts thus far. I mean, Kraft having the audacity to say, yeah, if Bill had left the team, that Brady would still be a Patriot. He's like, yeah, no, I feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, Robert, you realize you chose the opposite. You realize you made the opposite decision. You chose to keep Brady. Not to bring it back to my guy Theo all the time, but like, hey, John Henry, you chose Lucchino over Theo. Hey, Robert Kraft, you chose Bill Belichick over Tom Brady. Don't sit here and be like, well, yeah, I mean, Bill never walked away, so what was I supposed to do? I bet if you fired Bill, Brady would still be here, but you didn't, so he's gone. Right. Look, he has been trying to Pontius Pilate this situation for since it happened. And I don't understand it because he's the boss. At the end of the day, he was the boss of everybody. He was signing the checks. He was ultimately going to make the decisions about who was continuing to be employed by the Patriots. And I keep thinking about how the trailer that went out has always been, I was just trying to hold everything together. Yeah. And it's like he he just wants to be seen as this great mediator that was actually the secret glue. Like he's the glue guy billionaire that held the whole thing together. That's the role that he wants to play. But then when it splits apart, he doesn't take any accountability. And that's frustrating. And I just think, look, I, I don't always agree with Volan. And I take some of the stuff that he reports with a grain of salt. But I think it's necessary, even when we're speaking with people like Jeff Benedict, who I think has, like, great intentions with this series. And uh, Hamachek, the director, who I think sincerely has great intentions and probably had final cut, as Benedict told us. At the same time, it's a craft production. It is a craft production. So whether consciously or not, there's going to be a leaning towards making craft look good. Craft Dynasty LLC. And you're going to sometimes leave the perspectives in there of craft saying... I'm absolving myself of this whole situation. Just keep in mind, like, there is a bit of that slam. Yeah, you know, right. Did did Robert Kraft uh, go through uh, with a fine-tooth comb and make edits? No, of course not. But do you know who you need to keep happy? And do you know who it's okay to piss off and it won't be a problem? Yes. You know that going in. And so, look, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay with seeing the Kraft response. And I enjoyed the first two episodes. But let's just call it for what it is. Kraft stabbing Bill in the back, which he's now been doing for a while. Like this yeah, is all this is all recorded when a year ago, two years ago, yeah, year like and a half, earliest last spring. Okay, he I mean, d- sorry, latest, latest last spring. Yeah. He did it like a couple hours after they were up there hugging each other on stage. He stabbed Bill in the. We said it in real time, like the second we heard it, we played it live to start our show that day. And the second Kraft was done, we're like, he just stabbed him in the back repeatedly. A few more items from Volan, and then we'll get to your phone calls. A scene in the final episode, which, again, this will not air until March 15th, but some people have watched ahead. Uh, A scene in the final episode perfectly illustrates Kraft's intent to pin everything on Belichick. The producer asked Brady what was discussed when Brady and his ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen visited Kraft's home in the spring of 2018. Brady says, quote, there are some things I'd like to keep to myself. The show then cuts to Kraft, who immediately blabs about everything. I heard Giselle say that effing Belichick... He doesn't treat my Tommy like a man, Kraft said. And I realized how bad the situation was. And I said, Tommy, if you want to go, I'll work out something so you can go. 
So, like, just elements of that where you could have done the same thing. Like, hey, there's some stuff I want to keep to myself. And Brady does take the high road there. And I'm sure Brady has just killed Belichick off the record, and his dad will do it for him and everything else. But in this, he takes the high road. And Kraft bla- <laughs> sings like a canary and blabs away. The second Brady's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Not only that, it's not just Brady. He's like, you know what Brady's wife at the time said? <laughs> right, like, that too. Oh, man. <laughs> Classic uh, throw the wife under the bus. I do appreciate that. Uh, so we can get to your thoughts on this. Kraft stabbing Bill in the back. He's Fair- got a cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. That's why. Fair- <laughs> Bill would have broke his neck if he tried to kiss him. Uh, 617-779-7937. What will tell us the most about the Patriots offseason? You can vote on that. Free agency or the draft. 54% do agree with Arcand, believe it or not, Mego. Mm-hmm. We're in the minority. Fire up the Super PAC. 46% say the draft. A majority says free agency. We'll tell us more about the Patriots. You can jump in on this on the phones. Let's start it off with Brian in the car, another person who agrees with Arkan. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Jaron. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Arkan with uh, Goskowski. If you're yeah. going to put Vinatieri in, you're going to have to put in Goskowski. No, I'm not. Right. I would why? If you look, if you look at the numbers, I don't, I don't care about the, Brian. I just told you I don't care about the numbers. The numbers don't matter. It was clutch kicks and big moments. Gostowski has zero. He doesn't have any. So you're, penal- so you're penalizing the guy for not being put in a clutch yes. situation. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's 100 percent right. I'm not he's, even- he's made he's made more postseason kicks and field goal attempts than Vinatieri in his career. Yeah, okay. you know what? Uh, you know what? Adam Vinatieri's postseason percentage was with the Patriots field goals. 77%. Oh, you want to know what Guskowski's is? Yeah. 89%. Okay, do you That's wanna... better in the playoffs in clutch situations. Not in clutch situations, just probably first quarter kicks. How about the postseason? Is... That's Are... the postseason. Yeah, the first quarter of the postseason is the same as the end of the Super oh, Bowl? Oh, so Vinatieri missing a quarter of his kicks is better than Guskowski making 90%? If, if Vinatieri's making the big ones, yes. Well, if she made the ones in the other, the earlier me... ones, he wouldn't have to make the big let ones, me... would he? Let me give you another one. That's penalizing Guskowski for being better. That's stupid. He's not better. Yes, let me it get... is. Let me give you another it's one. statistically Arcan, better. Arkan, last week, you bozo, and just earlier in the show, you said Vinatieri's the second most important patriot to you the said, beginning of the, of the you dynasty. said it you said it last week and to i the asked beginning of the dynasty i asked you earlier today i said vinatieri greater than goskowski you said yes so you just said that you just said it. i know but i'm saying goskowski should be a hall of famer too then okay vinatieri but now you're but now you're goskowski has better numbers but now you're but now you just went even farther and just said goskowski was better in the postseason than vinatieri his numbers statistically who are. was better vinatieri had bigger kicks but okay, goskowski so, had better numbers okay he was more accurate what would you rather have i'd rather the guy be more accurate i wouldn't you don't want the guy also, to be accurate, okay. Also, no, I'd rather my kicker was less accurate. No, I want the guy who comes through in a big spot, Arkan. That's what I want. The kicking Patri- in the playoffs is a big Arcan, spot. Arkan, the Patriots avoided him kicking in the Super Bowl in 2007 because they were afraid of him. Also, Vinatieri won without Brady. Vinatieri, and it was Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, it was all Vinatieri. Okay, but Vinatieri left and won again. Like so? we always okay, but Bill Belichick. Goskowski only played here. Yeah, oh, no, I guess right. he played that one year in Tennessee. Goskowski, whatever. It was yeah, one season. Oh, weird. Did he make the playoffs? I, I'm gonna guess no, but I don't remember. I think and, he did. I what, think he was on that team that beat the Patriots. What did right? he miss? Like eight billion kicks? Uh, hold on. Let me yeah, see. I don't think he did very well when he went to Tennessee. I'm not. I'm a little hazy 20, on that. Twenty. Yeah, I think they did make the playoffs. So, Vin- so Vinatieri left and won a Super Bowl. Uh, Goskowski left. Vinatieri sucked. was there for eight years. He was there longer than he was with the Patriots. Yeah. So what? I mean, what does that mean? No, Goskowski had one season that he wasn't with the Patriots. Vinatieri had a whole second. And career. while he was with the Patriots, he was much. He was statistically better than Vinatieri. Yeah. I, I look. I I don't. I don't. Anybody who would take Guskowski over Vinatieri, you're telling me now you take Guskowski over Vinatieri. Yes. I'm dug in. So stupid. I'm dug in. 617 779 793. The Titans went 11-5 that year, by the way. How did he do oh. in the playoffs? I, I feel like he missed a ton of kicks that year. Uh, Jeff is in Maine. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, Jeff. 
Yeah, I was uh, going to take you down from the. <laughs> I was going to take you down from the the excitement of the kicker talking to something more mellow. I uh, I was listening to the Slater thing, and I just thought it was kind of funny because for the last ten, twelve years, I my wife's a big Patriots fan. I'm a Giants fan, and I'm been, but I'd say, you know, in the last you know ten, fifteen, twenty kicks, Matthew Slater either made a tackle, a block. Uh, caused a fumble. Yeah, yeah, it's like year after year, play after play. If you watch every game, I don't know if he don't, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if a special team. I gotta be honest. I watch, I watch every game of his career. I, I I watch every single game of Matthew Slater's career. I I don't remember many plays. <laughs> I re- I really 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 don't. I remember being the first guy, you know, down the down the field to but... run to to run down while somebody fair catches it. Like yeah. for the most part, that's what he does. So, look, that that to me is not – and that's not – Matthew Slater might be the best to ever run down the field a bunch uh, and stand around people making fair catches. Like, he might be the best to ever do that. I really liked our interviews with him. I do think there's some tangible, valuable leadership that he had on the teams. But, again, like, what kind of leader would he be if Brady wasn't here? Like, the second Brady left, they're a four-win team. So, like, how valuable is his leadership really, right? So, I look at it and I say, I just don't I, – I don't think that kind of skill set should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't. You want to put special teamers in? Fine. I'll put in Vinatieri. I won't put in Guskowski. I wouldn't put in Devin Hester either, by the way. He might be the greatest kick returner of all time. I would not put him in. It's just not impactful enough. It's not impactful enough. Nick Folk is 100% in the postseason. There you I go. just want to let you know. Honestly, with the Patriots. I'm with Mego on this. Nick Folk over Guskowski. Nick Folk's regular season numbers are a lot better. Nick Folk over Goskowski. And just because he Arcan, was put a, in this situation. Then Ar- too, huh? Arcan, you're a slave to the numbers. Nick Folk over, uh, if you're consistent, Nick Folk over Goskowski, right? Did better Nick Folk, be, better in the re- championships. Than better Nick Folk in the regular play. season. Better in the post. Well, you care about the numbers. Oh, I you, thought I thought championships matter too. Do they they matter to me. I'm okay, well, Goskowski's got three rules. of them. I'm just trying to play by the Arkan rules. Goskowski has three championships to go along with those better stats. Just trying to play by your rules, which matches Adam Vinatieri, which is your rules. So he wins by my rules and your rules. Ninety-three percent. No, you're wrong. Vinatieri has four. You keep forgetting the one he won without Brady with the Patriots. Yeah, but you're forgetting he won again without. He didn't need Brady. He also played until he was like fifty. Everybody here needed to win. With everybody here needed Brady to win. He didn't. And yeah, oh, he, Peyton oh Manning, he just needed really, Peyton Manning. He did it all himself. No, I know. And before he went to Manning, what were we saying about Manning, Arkan? What were we saying about Peyton Manning before he got Vinatieri? Vinatieri choker. Is yeah, the key right. To Adam Manning. Vinatieri was the difference. Massive choker is <laughs> like what we used this. to say about okay. Peyton Manning. Jonathan, I like this. Jonathan is in Randolph. Go ahead, Jonathan. Remember Vinatieri okay, kicking I'm all those field goals for the Denver Broncos when Manning won okay, there, too? Arkan, I'm going to settle this very quickly. In 2006, when the Colts won, they won the divisional round 15 to 6. All Vinatieri field goals, five. Uh, <laughs> then Gostow- and then Gostowski, 2015 AFC Championship game in Denver. Missed an extra point. That's why they lost because they had to go Ooh, for two. One. In the 28-3 game, he missed an extra point. Nearly missed a field goal. Uh, Super Bowl uh, 52, Malcolm Butler game. He missed an extra point and also missed a field goal. Wow. And then Super Bowl 53, missed a field goal. And then that last second, um, you know, to go up 13-3, nearly missed it. He made it. That's his one kick. Wow, in the he nearly missed. Really yep. mattered. Yeah, yeah. He, he nearly missed. That is a lot of choke. And by the way, so you were wrong. Peyton Manning won because of Adam Vinatieri. 15 points, all field goals against the Ravens in that Super Bowl, in that Super Bowl run. So, yeah, Jones is right. You're just wrong. Okay, that was one playoff wow. game. They had okay. other games, oh didn't they? Jonathan could have just made up like half of that. Honestly. Does I, he have a photographic memory just for kickers? Honestly, I can't stand up for a good four hours after that call. <laughs> uh Zeke, if, can you just zoom in? If you, if we could, if we could, like, if we could go back Not after that comment you can, just made. No, no, don't zoom in on me. <laughs> can we zoom in on Arcan? I want to see if we, if there's a point in time where we could just see the soul getting sucked out of Arcan 
Uh, the, From what? In the middle of that blazing, that blazing take. That wasn't anything. Arkan, he was missing point after attempts. Oh, wow. He missed Super point Bowl, after attempts. After Adam Super Bowl, Vinatieri, most of his career, Super didn't Bowl. have to kick him from 35 yards out, Jones. Yeah, you know what so Adam Vinatieri did? Big deal. Made 47-yard game-winning kicks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. Great. Uh, yes, Steven Guskowski gra- made... Uh, None. He made zero. He made no game-winning kicks no in the Super Bowl. no field goals in the Super Bowl? No, not in the Super Bowl, he no. Did, he didn't make one field goal in the Super Bowl game-winning, ever, huh? Game-winning kick? No. Was it his fault? He wasn't it set up for yes. a game-winning kick. Yes, they that's s- his fault. Arkin by having a better st- by kicking more accurately than Vinatieri did, Arkin. which if Vinatieri had made more of his Arkin. earlier on in the game, he, he wouldn't had, have had to do that. Arkin, he had a chance. He had a chance. That's not right. In Super Bowl thirty-eight, that's technically right. The, yeah, he, he missed three field goals in that game. Okay, he didn't miss any in uh, in Super Bowl thirty-six. So what are you talking about? Guskowski barely missed any ever. Okay, they had a chance. He kicked ninety percent of his Arkan, field goals. They had a chance to him to, to go to him for a tying kick. It's nine out of ten. Shut up for a second. They had a chance to tie the game in two thousand seven. They stayed away from him. And okay, did, would they stay away from Vinatieri in that spot? I don't know. Probably not. Definitely not. Thank you. How about in the twenty eighteen Super Bowl? How about it? Guskowski had a couple big kicks in that game, didn't they? It's not no. like there was a ton of offense in that game. No. You always go, oh, Brady's pass to Gronk was such a big, important play in that game. There yeah, wasn't was. even a touchdown. I know, but it set up the touchdown that put them in front. Yeah, Gus- big deal. Guskowski Arkan. kicked a field goal. Arkan, Guskowski <laughs> made a kick that extended the lead that Brady gave them with that pass to Gronk. So thank you for making my Whatever. Point. I just I can't believe we're arguing about Steven Guskowski today. Yes, we are. I can't believe that's a thing. No. My soul left my body like three minutes ago. Six one seven seven seven. I'm no longer on Earth. Seven ninety three seven. If we could just just zoom in on Arcan, just the soul leaving his body during the middle of Jonathan and Randolph's take, where Arcan just said, "Oh no, there are numbers." Like I'm too lazy to look up numbers. I know Guskowski's. I don't need numbers to prove this. No, I got Guskowski blows. He I didn't got... give numbers. He gave a bunch of random instances. That's I, I, I zoned like... out in the middle of that. So why was that so, so top that of mind crap. for Jonathan? How does he know all that off the top of his head? He's just obsessed with he's probably, kickers. He's probably argued with Arkan before about it. Uh, it's probably like one of Arkan's pet takes. Six one seven seven seven. This is a reverend take. You would, know my, you would know my pet take. No, I, I I certainly don't. I, but if these are them, I don't want to hear one. any more of them. I, I it's I, I it's the last one I want to hear. Yeah, the less accurate kicker's better is the is the take here. Yeah, no, the guy who comes through in a bigger spot is better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's not as accurate in the playoffs is coming up in a bigger spot, of course. Nick Folk, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree. Nick Folk. So Nick Folk's better than both of them, Ego. I guess. Yeah, by your logic, yes. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's get to the Bruins as well. Zero championship. Uh, Bruins. Uh, never come through in a clutch spot. Uh, they get a big victory yesterday. Uh, how much is this team worth investing in? Let's get to that with your phone calls next. Jones and Mego. I never said I could take on a hippo. No, in fairness, you did. With Arcand. You ever I, see a hippo eat a watermelon? It's amazing. On Boston Sports Original. I wonder what Arcand just does with his time. I watch hippos eating watermelon. <laughs> W-E-E-I. Results are, are funny sometimes. Like, I, I thought we deserved a better fate the last three games. I think we kind of got lucky tonight. Swayman makes the stop. The puck was in motion. And Swayman scraped him off the line. We worked hard for it. Uh, we stayed uh, with the process in the third. I thought in the second it got away from us a little bit. You know, and I thought that territorially we were too much in our own end. Something hap- has to happen to overcome, you know, to get out of a malaise like we were in result-wise. And we got the uh, great effort by our goaltender. And then our six-on-five, you know, our great players made great plays at the time where you need to tie the game up. And the Bruins salvage a victory! Big win for the Bruins yesterday. They needed it. They tried to give it away. We were talking about this 
during the show since we were all working. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday as it was unfolding. Derek Forbert, terrible pinch. Swayman gives up a bad goal. Dallas takes the lead, 3-2, and you're like, well, here we go again. They're about to lose their fifth straight and six out of seven. This is all on a homestand. It's getting away from them. So is it time to panic? I mean, this is what we were talking about in real time. Third period, overtime, shootout, which took forever as we were reacting to it. And then the Bruins win, and I do admittedly feel a little better that they could stop the bleeding, at least in the short term. So let's see how they do going forward. Let's see how they do once they go out west. Let's see what they do at the trade deadline. But I'd ask the question, do the Bruins have enough? Do they have enough on this team? Well, I've been pounding the table for them to make a move, hopefully for a defenseman. Um, but they could also use some punch up front, some scoring help up front. And I know they'd have to send out salary to do it because they're so tight to the cap. And I still want them to do that. And I don't want Sweeney to have any excuses. But ESPN has been running a series uh, where they've talked to 10 executives, you know, GMs and front office types, and 10 current players in the league. And they've been getting the top 10 at all the various positions in the league. And I was reading today, the Bruins had two of the top 10 wingers in the league. Pasternak is number two behind Nikita Kucherov. And Marchand is number 10. So the the Bruins have two of the top 10 wingers in the league. They have two of the top 10 goaltenders in the league. Uh, Swayman was, uh, I forget, fourth or fifth. And Allmark was in the top 10 as well. Charlie McAvoy is a top five defenseman. Is that enough, Mego? Like, as much as I want them to make a trade, is that enough? Two top 10 wingers, two top 10 goalies, only one can play at a time, and a top five defenseman. No centermen are on there. Again, maybe you can add more at the deadline. But is that enough for the Bruins to go on a run? I don't think it is. And it's hard because I think right now, with the exception of yesterday, we're seeing the Bruins at their absolute worst this entire season. And I don't think it'll get much worse than this. Like the, the next several games that they go through. But at the same time, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because I do think that they need more help on defense just because you have one highly ranked defenseman in McAvoy. Like, I don't think that comes as a surprise to anybody paying attention to see that McAvoy is that highly regarded. Duh. Doesn't mean that you don't need help out there. And Lindholm, I, I'm sorry, I haven't checked for the updates for him, but he left. Well, they called left up the Lor- I- they called up Lori. That does not seem like no. a good sign. For so him. additionally, because of that, I, I would go though to Sweeney and look at his history at the trade deadline. And maybe I'm just being a softy. I am a lot. Like if they don't do anything meaningful at the trade deadline, I'm more apt to believe that people just don't want to pick up DeBrusque. And I know you guys think I'm obsessively, like, hateful of DeBrusque. I'm really not. No, no, you hate DeBrusque. That's fine. DeBrusque is just one of the only pieces that you can move off of your roster that would significantly free up space to go bring other guys on. And so looking, I, I guess I just tend to give Sweeney the benefit of the doubt because of how active he's been at the trade deadline, not just last year, but in 2019, getting Charlie Coyle in 2021, getting Taylor Hall, getting Lindholm in 2022, and even well before that. Like, he does try to be active there. And so I'd look at it and go, well, they really don't have any draft prospects to trade. I mean, the Athletic just rated them 30th and 32 out of draft prospects across the league. They got no cap space. And if nobody wants to brusque, I'm just not sure at that point what you do. And I still think they should move. What do you mean? Allmark, Grizzlick. I mean, there's there's other guys they could move. Carlo, if you really wanted to. Like, there's other guys they can move off the roster, to me. And you're right. I mean, by and large, Sweeney has had big trade deadlines over the years. Um, 
there were a few duds. You know, the Lee Stempniak one, Arkan was a dud. Mm. Drew Stafford was his big acquisition one year. Uh, we can debate Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha. That felt like a big move at the time, but but Kasha was never healthy. Rick Nash was a move I really liked. I liked Nash at the time, yeah. You know, it didn't work out, but I liked being all in. And, and largely he is. So hopefully he has the go-ahead to do that. But I would tell you, even if they don't make a move, I want them to, they should still win a round. You know, that maybe they shouldn't go on like a run to the cup. They should still go farther than last year's team. Two top 10 wingers, uh, two top 10 goalies. I, I don't think you need them both, but you have them both. And a top five defenseman, that, that should be enough to get out of the first round. Yeah, it should be. But, I mean, listen, the Panthers only had two guys on any of those lists, I think. They just had Kachuk and Bobrovsky, and that's it. And so, like, you know, that was kind of the case last year. Uh, the yeah. Bruins were the more talented team. Right. They've been the more talented team. They, they should have won Louis. They should have won They should have, and right. they should have. But I'm just saying, is this enough? Is it? I mean, historically, I'd say no. Just being the more talented team and having the more top-end talent hasn't been enough for the Bruins uh, in the past. It's been a question of them running out of gas. It's been a question of secondary scoring. There's been lots of questions that have popped up that, you know, the front-end talent has been there and the rest of it hasn't. And in some cases, the high-end talent disappears at the end of the year. I mean, how many years did Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak, all those guys, uh, get to the end of the playoffs or the end of a playoff run and disappear and get erased by some other team's uh, bigger forwards? Like, that happens more times than it didn't, you know? Like, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but that's that's been a problem. Historically, I'd say, no, that hasn't been enough. So, look, do they have enough to win a round? My answer is yes. Do they have enough to go on a run? No. you gotta make you got to make a move. And Mego's right. Judging on his track record, Sweeney has made moves. Is ownership going to be all in? Are they going to use this homestand, even with the win yesterday, as an excuse not to make a move? See, we were playing over our heads for the first three, four, five months of the year, and now look at us. This is what we are. Uh, you guys can jump in on the Bruins along with our Patriots conversation. Somehow we've gotten into Vinatieri versus Goskowski in the Hall of Fame. We were really talking about Matthew Slater in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, Slate. Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, we got a little distracted. Uh, you can also weigh in on our big question of the day. What will tell us more about the Patriots this offseason, free agency or the draft? Continue to vote there. at Jones and Mego on Twitter. We do have to get to the Red Sox, though. And ownership, their role in all of this and how bad it's gotten for ownership. It's to the point where Kenley Jansen was challenging challenging them yesterday. We played you some of those clips. Now Raphael Devers, all bulked up and with some hot takes, ready to criticize ownership as well. Let's get to it next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.